If you would, open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 23. Again, we'll be looking at verses 1 through 4. As you're turning there, how many of you have ever taken an immunization shot? I think we all have. Say you take the flu shot. Now, I don't exactly know how it works, but I'm assuming it gives you something that helps you build antibodies to the, that particular strain of the flu. We see the same thing with you know, the measles, mumps, and rubella or the polio vaccine. It immunizes you in some way from these things. But, you know, we can say the same thing with religion. People can go to church. They can know all the words to say. They can learn all these different things. They can have enough religion that they think they are fine. Yet, their knowledge of the religion, all it has done is immunize them from God. Now think about that. They can know all the words to say, like atonement or salvation, substitutionary atonement. They can read the Bible, they can pray, they can do all of these things that they're supposed to do yet they've never received Christ. Their knowledge has immunized them from God. They know enough of religion that they're immunized from God. We see the same thing with the scribes and Pharisees. Again, look at what Jesus is saying here in Matthew 23, 1 through 4. It's written, Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But after their works do not, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most, gravest, our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us today, Lord, as we study together. Just be with us today, Lord, as we look into your word and help us to apply what we learn today into our hearts and to our life. And Lord, I just again pray for those that could not make it today, those that may be sick and shut in, those that may be traveling, those that have lost loved ones. Lord, we just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just praise you and thank you for all the many blessings that you've given us, the blessings of life and liberty, the blessings that we can just come today and worship without fear of oppression. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us, just overshadow us with your love and watch care, and just hide me behind the cross and let the words that are spoken be your words. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, I just pray that you would speak to their hearts today. 
And Lord, just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, what was wrong with the scribes and Pharisees? What was wrong with them? When we look at them, they were religious. They knew the law. They had authority. Jesus said they sat in Moses' seat. So they had authority and, and the people were to do as they told. They prayed three times a day. They fasted twice a week. And when you look at how they grew up, they grew up learning the law. Studying the law. And then when they reached a certain age, they went to rabbinical school to become teachers of the law. And then the scribes, they went a step further. They learned to read and write the law, but they also learned how to become a scribe and make the scrolls that contained the law. And basically, that was their life's work. They dedicated their life to that task. These were seemingly holy men. But when you look at what Jesus says about them, how he has criticized them all through the Gospels, how he criticized them, and then if you just read down how he criticizes them, they had enough religion, they had enough knowledge of the religion that they had inoculated themselves from God. They were immunized from God. I mean, again, look at what Jesus says. All therefore whatsoever they bid you, observe. They had authority. They sat in Moses' seat. They knew the law. And the people were to observe what they taught. Then look at what he says. That observe and do. Do what they say. If the Pharisees and the scribes tell you to do something, you do it. But then look at what he says right after that. But after their works, do not. For they say and do not. So Jesus tells the people to listen to the teachings of the scribes and Pharisees because they had authority. They sat in Moses' seat. The scribes and Pharisees taught the law. And if you think about it, in Jesus saying, do as they say, they taught the law very well. But then he says, don't act like them. Don't act like them. Don't do what they do. Why? Because they taught the law, but they didn't follow the law. 
They would put the burdens of the law on the people, but they did not burden themselves with their own teachings. They taught, and since they were teachers, Pharisees, masters of the law, scribes, they taught well. But they didn't follow their own teachings. Why? Because they had enough religion to blind themselves from the truth. They had enough religion to blind themselves from their own faults. And as we see what Jesus says in this chapter, they had plenty of faults. In a sense, they had inoculated themselves from seeing their own sin. I mean, think about what Jesus says. Look at the verses after that. He says that they would take their phylacteries, and the phylactery was, is the, the leather wrap. It has a little box on it that contains a section of the law, and they would wrap those on their arms and around their head. But Jesus says that they would make their phylacteries, that leather strap, wide so people could see it. Then the law say, states that the garments that they wear have to have specific fringes in specific places. They would make the fringes of their garments longer than anyone else. They liked being called rabbi. They liked the greetings in the marketplace. They liked people to see them when they fasted. They liked having the chief seats in the restaurant or in people's homes when they were invited over to eat. They liked the praise of men. They wanted to be seen. They liked the praise of men instead of living humble before God. They loved praise, yet they were too blind to see their own faults. They had knowledge. They had knowledge of the law, but they didn't live the law. Because if you look at how the law is written and you look at one of the chief aspects of the law, the law is to keep you humble. But they were not humble. They thought they were okay with God, yet they could not see that their actions, their hypocrisy, their sin was keeping them from God. They were so blind, so inoculated from God, so hard-hearted, that when Jesus Christ was on earth, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Christ they had been waiting for, the Christ that was prophesied, in the law that they knew so well, they couldn't recognize him when he was standing there. That's how blind they were. They couldn't recognize him when he was in their midst. Instead, what did they do? They reject him. They call him a blasphemer. They have him arrested. They conduct a show trial, which is contrary to the law, and then they crucify him. 
So what was wrong with the scribes and the Pharisees? They had enough religion that they had immunized themselves from God. They were blind to their own sin. Again, think about what Jesus says in verse 3. Think about what he says. Their teaching was sound, yet their lives did not demonstrate what they were teaching. They were hypocrites. And so hypocritical that they didn't even live what they taught. They didn't live what they taught. They knew the scripture. They taught the scripture. They prayed. They fasted. They gave tithes. They did all the things they were supposed to do. They knew all the things about the law, but the law had never changed them. They didn't live it. They knew enough religion to immunize themselves from God. And you know, if you think about it, there are people in many churches today that are the same way. Many in today's church are like that. You know, for instance, yesterday I was reading an article and in that article you had a Christian that was a supporter of abortion. Yet, what they did is they had they were sitting there quoting scripture to support abortion. And the scripture they quoted was Jeremiah chapter 1 where God says before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. They were using that to support abortion, to justify abortion. And then as I continued to read the article, they were saying, you know, big Christian words. They were saying all the words that they needed to say. They knew all the things they needed to say. They knew the Bible. Yet they were misusing the word of God because they were forgetting that God says, thou shalt not kill. They had immunized themselves from the truth of God's word. Then you have people that have been in church their entire life and they know the Bible. They know the Bible. They pray. They know all the words. They may teach a class. They may be a deacon. They may be a preacher. They may sit in the pew. They have knowledge, but they've never received Christ. Because their knowledge of the Christian religion has blinded them to the fact that they're lost. You see, it takes more than head knowledge to know Jesus Christ, to have Him as your Lord and Savior. And there's many people that have had knowledge. But that knowledge of Jesus Christ has never made that 14-inch march from their head down to their heart. 
we see it all the time. You might have someone that's in the church that they'll act one way on Sunday, they act all holy and holier than thou on Sunday, yet come Monday you can't tell that they've ever been in a church. They're blinded by their own hypocrisy. You see, we need to ask ourselves, are we a follower of Jesus Christ or are we just religious? Are we a follower or just religious? Because being a follower of Jesus Christ is more than coming up front and saying a sinner's prayer and baptizing. It's more than being baptized. It's more than going to church. It's more than knowing the words. It's more than reading the Bible. It's more than praying. It's more than doing all these things that Christians are supposed to do and we're supposed to do these things. But it's more than that. Because when we believe on Jesus Christ, we are to repent of our sins. That means that we are to turn from our sins and that way we were living, and we are to turn to Jesus Christ. And we're to receive Him by faith. Because, you see, all the things we're supposed to be doing... All those are our works. But what does Paul tell us? Look over to Ephesians chapter 2. Look at verses 8 and 9. Paul says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is, what? The gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, the Pharisees and the scribes, they did a lot of boasting. Because they thought their works, their knowledge, was all they needed. Many people in the churches today, they do a lot of boasting about all the works they do, all the knowledge they have, yet it's more than knowledge. We're not to boast, we're to be humble. We're not saved by works, we're saved by faith in Jesus Christ. When one believes on Christ, they must repent of their sins, turn from their sins, and turn to Christ by faith. And this means that a fundamental change must take place. A fundamental change must take place. The old nature must die and be buried. And it needs to stay dead. And the new nature in Jesus Christ needs to come alive and stay alive in him. 
you see one can come down front, say a prayer, be baptized, go to church, read the Bible, know all the things they're supposed to say, become a deacon or a preacher or a teacher, and be as lost as someone who has never stepped foot in a church. They know all the things to do. They know all the words to say, but their knowledge of religion immunizes them from faith in Jesus Christ. Immunizing them from God. That was the problem of the scribes and Pharisees. That was the problem of the scribes and the Pharisees. And it's a problem in the lives of some churchgoers today. In many churches across this planet. Receiving Christ means that we shun sin. We receive him by faith. A fundamental change must take place. But if you think about something... Does your life show that a fundamental change has taken place? Are we doing things that show that a fundamental change has taken place? Because many Christians listen to the same music, watch the same shows, read the same books, and act the same way as those who are lost. Our life is to reflect Christ, not the world. We are changed by him. And we become a new creation in Jesus Christ. One who loves him, follows him, and obeys him. Obey. His commands. You see, we are no longer to walk in the flesh. We're to walk in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit means that we are following Him by faith. Turn over to Galatians chapter 5. And look at what Paul writes in verses 24 and 25. For they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. Now think about that. Those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh. Our old nature is crucified on the cross with him. And all the affections and the lusts and the sin and Everything that is corrupt in that old nature was crucified with Jesus Christ. Now what does that mean? It means it's dead. That old nature is dead. For they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. And then look at what he says. If we live in the spirit, 
let us also walk in the Spirit. Our new nature is spiritual. It lives in the Spirit. And because the old nature is dead and should stay dead, we are to walk in the Spirit, which means that we are to live after Christ. Living in the Spirit. Living by faith. Living by faith. To walk in the Spirit means we are not It's probably the voices in my head. <laughs> but <laughs> now I've lost my place. I'm going to have to start over now. No. To walk in the Spirit means that we are not immunized to Christ. It means we're not immunized to Christ. We're following Him living after him, obeying him. You know, we do the things we're supposed to do. We pray, we read our Bible, we study, we witness, we go to church, we worship, we, we could teach, preach, be a deacon, whatever. We're doing the things we're supposed to do. But we have Christ in our life. We're living after him. We have faith in him. And we have let him change us. We've let him change us. Because that's what's needed. Remember he tells in John chapter 3, he tells Nicodemus, you must be born again. We're born again. We've let him change us. We've let him come into our hearts and save us. We have repented of our sin and turned from our sin and turned to Jesus Christ by faith. And that's the difference. Remember the scribes and the Pharisees knew all the things to say. They were teaching the law. They knew how to look holy. But they were not holy. Their lives told a different story. A true Christian, a follower of Christ, one who has Christ in their life, one who has let Christ come into them and change them, they show a life that has been changed. And they are living a life of change. They are living after Christ, living in faith, their faith in Christ. They live in the Spirit, and they walk in the Spirit, walking after Christ. Where are you today? Where are you today? Are you living like the scribes and the Pharisees? Showing a life of holiness but not living a holy life? 
knowing all the words and what to say, but you're immunized from God? You have knowledge in your life, but you don't have Christ? Where are you today? Answer that as we stand for prayer. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, I just pray, Lord, that you would be with us. Lord, again, as we come before you, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. And again, Lord, as we just heard, we just lift up Lauren to you, Lord, and just pray that you would be with him. Just touch him in a mighty way and be with him as he goes to the, to the doctor, Lord, and let, let everything turn out okay, Lord, and just touch him with your mighty hand and just heal him of, of this problem. And Lord, I just pray again that you would be with us. Just overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.